and uh, he's someone that has a lot of uh, opinions about where the market is, where it's going, some of which are uh, very polarizing to different people, which I love. Um, and, do, do you uh, curse on this podcast? Yeah, you can curse. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one or two. So yeah. it's like, I don't think having opinions are, is valuable. <clears throat> I'm not even sure having strong opinions is valuable. I think getting it right all the time is valuable. I get it right all the time. So as the years have passed, everyone's finally like, oh, Richard's right again. What he predicted happened again. It just sucks that it takes years for people to figure it out. And in the meantime, all the people that get you destroyed and cost you money get all the followers. And all the people that save you and are right have few followers. Right. It's and crazy. there's one thing to be said about <clears throat> someone that has, you know, get something right one time or a second time or Broken people that clock. throw out 100 investment predictions and half of them are right. Yeah. And so they did get a lot of them right, but yeah. then you discount the yeah. ones that they all got or, wrong. Or you have the guys that delete their bad calls, or, or you have the guys that pretend they're winning when they're not winning. Right. Or you're like, or, or you're a guy that has two accounts, and he opens trades on one, and then the other one's long, one's short. Oh, look, I was right. You're like, yeah, but you didn't you didn't disclose that you also had hedged your position and didn't make anything because of this other thing. Like, I wish we lived in a world that was more of a meritocracy. I'm tired of seeing people on news that were always wrong about everything, and they get... There they are. They're on news again. It's like we we invaded Iraq. Like, how did that work out? No one even cares. They don't even. We didn't even go back and address the fact that, like, oh, we messed up. It was stupid. Well, we never do. And then you see, I did in Afghanistan. You're like, oh yeah, oops, that was stupid too. Well, who specifically, individually, was responsible for that, and what systematic changes are you implementing to make sure that doesn't happen again? And the answer is nothing. They're just ready to screw up more. And and having eighty year old presidents is trash. If I won't let you drive my Ferrari, I don't want you to be my president. I would not let any of the guys that I hear are going to run or are currently president drive my Ferrari because he'd wreck it and die, and then everyone would be sad. What so, about your bicycle? Not even, bro. Not even my bike. Like, he couldn't handle it. It's just, it's terrible. We have so many powerful, smart, effective leaders in the United States, and yet what we get to run for office is the bottom of the barrel. Like, let's, let's, let's take Joe Biden. Joe Biden was basically a loser forever. Like he just, you're like, he was against gay rights. Why? It's dumb. You know, and then he failed his way up to president. Even Trump, Trump, you know, <laughs> poor Trump. I would say he, for a television celebrity who's never been in politics before, I think he did very, 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 very well. I mean, who made progress with Kim Jong-il or Un or whichever one's in now? Like nobody, he did, you know. And then he tried to respond quickly to the uh, the word I can't say or else you will get banned, unfortunately. The word that starts with a C. Um, that's another thing. We used to have freedom of speech. Like, freedom of speech is in the First Amendment. And then a bunch of knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing, pseudo-intellectuals on the Internet, armchair legal scholars are like, that doesn't govern private companies! It's only... Controls the government. Oh, you noob. And you're like, yeah, bro, it's not a law that affects private people, but it is an ethical and moral statement about what you might want to do personally to be a good human, the same way that you cared so much that you mandated the government do it. So no, the First Amendment does not require private companies to allow you to speak, but it does let you know that free speech is important. So important that it's the First Amendment. Not the Tenth Amendment, the First Amendment. So, same with freedom of movement. Our freedom of movement wasn't totally annihilated. You need to go do an experimental thing to your body to protect other people, which, by the way, is a new thing. Right. You're like, historically, you needed to protect yourself, not other people. 
This is like a good Samaritan law, but it involves you joining a giant uh, experiment. And the best part about it is that there's no, um, there used to be like a consistency. You know, I'm always about people believing if they, if you believe in something, great. That's what the freedom of speech is for. If that's how you feel, if you have like, hey, this is my moral standard and what I believe, but it's not uh, beliefs and morals and values now, it's agendas. And light right. item one on the agenda will be like, have this rationale for it. And then item two is the exact opposite of that belief with the counterintuitive the rationale just, yeah. of that's like the way that completely contradicts where you were going with the other part of the agenda that's... Well, I'll give you an example. <laughs> so people listening probably have no idea what you're talking about. So I'll give you a specific example that I think clarifies your position. Gay rights. I support gay rights. You want to pound someone else in the booty hole? Go have fun. That's fine. I don't care what you do with your butt. Do whatever you want. They also support, like, religious freedom. You're like, okay, great, cool. Have fun with it. I support those things. But then there's this little edge case where one person's religious freedom mandates that you kill the people that are gay. <laughs> That's a thing. Right. So I, I was on Twitter um, five years ago, and someone was talking about how, like, you know, voting is awesome. And I'm like, well... You know, I don't know what's been the results of like voting in, you know, the Saudi Arabia where they kill gay people is a matter of state law. Like if you're gay, they torture you or execute you or you're like, oh, people are so stupid. They don't realize that's a thing. Like they, they, they don't believe it's, it's real. It's not just Saudi Arabia too. It's in right. many countries. Right. And so like, and I shouldn't pick on them because they're so rich. So I don't want to bother them. I like it when rich people like me. Um, but like. And then I got attacked by a football club. So some, some club, it's a, like you, you kick around a rubber ball and you're real serious about it. Congrats, dude. It's a child's game. But since so many people like it, I'll try not to savage you too hard. The child's game playing people said that, uh, you know, I was anti-gay because I made a tweet that was pro-gay and they were too stupid to understand it because they don't have reading comprehension. I said, what's the public results? What's the results of public voting in Saudi Arabia for gay rights, I think it's throwing, you know, execution by throwing off a high place. Now, there's context there because in a light Google, I couldn't find it. But if my memory serves me, um, there's a specific method by which they killed gay people in the Quran, And it was like throwing them from a high place. And so that seems to be a popular way for ISIS and other, you know, hardcore dudes to, uh, to kill gay folk. Which is so weird because like 10% of animals are gay. You're like, dude, if you're really serious about this not being gay thing, you have to kill a lot of giraffes, penguins. It's like, <laughs> it's part of like the mammalian thing. So, right. so anyway, they don't understand the tweet. I guess maybe the BBC did because they didn't tweet like, oh, Richard Hart said this. But stupid, like, I don't know whether it was The Sun or The Mirror or some other UK newspaper was like trying to attack me for being anti-gay. And you're like, nobody dresses gayer than me. No one dances gayer than me. No one goes to the gay club looking for three ways more than me. There's girls there. So I ain't, I ain't for like the dudes, but I like gay girls quite a bit, you know? And so like, it just, it's so tragic that I could support gay rights and be attacked for not supporting them. And then I point out that the gay people are being murdered and the people that are attacking me for my tweets have nothing to say about the murdering. You're like, this is all opposite as hell. Isn't that the world we live in though today? Like in a, in a way, almost every <clears throat> single thing, it's like, it, like, 
the bill that just got passed, the, the basically uh, Inflation Reduction Act. It's like drops eighty billion extra on some stuff. Right. Like, it's like everything is we're like, spend an extra like 80 all right, to we have a racist group. We'll call it yeah. the anti-racist group. Yeah. We believe up. It's like we'll call it the down group. It's and it's like speak. everything is always like it's going against exactly the opposite of nineteen eighty four. Orwellian doublespeak literally defined in the book. Yep. And it's it's the Bank Secrecy Act. You have no secrecy. The Can Spam Act. You can spam. Uh, you're like. I government is not doing a good job globally. They're just not. I mean, look at what they've done with currency. This is why cryptocurrency is such a big deal. Sorry, sorry to start you guys off that just want to get rich talking about gay people's rights. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, and, and Back to the way, money. Back so to the cash. Re, to rewind for uh, a second, too. <clears throat> I remember. So my a, gran, a quote that my uh, grandpa always told me growing up. He said, "You know, the only job that someone can come on and get it wrong every single day and still have a job." He's right. like the weatherman. Which yeah. is funny, but like nowadays, it's like actually uh, most of the jobs I see oh. people have, they can get it wrong every YouTube single day right? and then still have a job and more oh. followers and fans the oh. next day. So to our point of even oh. properly introducing you and bringing you up, you had a track record, not for a, a little bit of time or not just one project, but multiple. And so there's a certain level of, I think, expertise. And I'm right and they're wrong every time. Like everyone's telling you Bitcoin's going 100K. I'm like, nope, this is the top. I call the top on the day. You would have sold the top of the day. You've been profit every single day until now for like a year and three quarter now. It's like almost two years now. Down, bear market. And people don't even understand they're in a bear market. They're still like, are we in a bear market? You're like, bro, you've been down for like almost two years. You're down like 70%. You stupid. <laughs> yes, you're in a bear market. Like, well, how do you think these things are defined? The traditional market, it means you're just down 20%. You're There's down no 70. Like, you know, it, it was 65K when I called the top. It for one day made a higher high of 6%. Higher to 69K, and then it went straight down. Yep. That double top was caused by everyone getting leveraged up, thinking that they could buy a new top. They're like, nope, we do blow off tops. We do the normal Gartner, well, the market hype cycle. And uh, they don't want to believe it, so they got leveraged up. El Salvador lost money. Michael Saylor lost money. Three Arrows Capital was liquidated. Celsius is bankrupt. I'm at all time high net worth. You guys all suck. You know what I mean? Like, why don't you just. I drew the chart. I told you why. I was right. You, like they, So until everyone gets washed out, you're not going to get all-time highs in crypto again. So when there's someone like you in the space that is <clears throat> giving out right, correct, factual calls, information, predictions. For free. All these other pretend guys charge you to teach you how to lose money, but they pretend that they're teaching you how to make money. So why don't people listen more? Well, sadly, there's a, a couple problems. Scams are usually well-funded with marketing budgets. So a scammer that's got a, a funnel by which he brings new people to a site, he gets money out of them, and then takes some portion of the money and puts it in advertising, he's always got a marketing budget to get new people into the scam of pretending to teach you how to make money at things. Right. Which if he could make money, he wouldn't teach you. Because the money you make comes out of his net. Like, you know, if you know how to do a good podcast, you're not trying to teach people how to do a good podcast. What, are you going to build your competitors and put you out of business? It's a terrible idea, right? So, <clears throat> so truly honest people like me that I'm so rich and so smart and so successful, I don't want your stupid paid group money. It's backwards. I actually have to start a paid group thing of some kind to create a referral program to get viral or, or I don't get viral. Because, mm -hmm. So like, just being right isn't enough. Just having the world's largest diamond and $10 million of watches and $3 million of cars and raising 27 of charity, it's not enough. People don't care. They, and even if they did care, they have to have the opportunity to care by seeing the message in the first place. 
And unless you have revenue to incentivize someone to get that message in front of them, you're crippled on the virality aspect. And right. so while I may have a wonderful closing ratio, I don't have enough virality to amplify it. So, you know, these scumbags that just do YouTube videos all the time and are happy to delete their calls and make stupid faces to work the algorithms and all those things, you know, the worst news you can get is the free news, but that's the only news anybody gets because no one will pay for it. So it's a tragedy of the commons. And it's the same way that it's, it's counterintuitive. I have a free book. A few people download it, a few people read it. It's a great book. If I started charging for it, people would read it more because they see more value in it. So it's backwards. It's like friends. If you loan a friend money, you lose a friend. You take a friend's money, keep them. It's that easy. It's backwards. Yeah. You, know, you, you bring a girl to the table, she drinks, she drinks, bangs it, leave it with a guy next door. You tell her no. Go drink with that guy. She drinks his drinks. And then at night, comes home with you because she didn't get anything from you yet. She's ready to get more. She already got everything she could from that guy. She can get extra from you. So people are always trying, like, these are some examples of, like, counterintuitive ways to perform in the real world that you wouldn't expect would be the, how it works. Like, you know, most, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to predict most of this. It's backwards yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Speaking of backwards, like, <clears throat> I'm curious, and so for the audience that, doesn't know who you are. Um, founder of Hex. Yep. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but own um, world's largest diamond, yep. fastest Ferrari, yep. and most expensive it, Rolex. You got it, dude. Um, all cool things to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, for I'm sure you get like you've been on a lot of podcasts. You've been on a lot of new segments. People introduce you in different segments yep. and industries everywhere. Yep. How would you introduce yourself? Like if someone asks who is Richard Hart, how would you describe yourself beyond just maybe what you're currently working on? I mean, I almost want to rotate and try stuff I haven't tried before, but I don't, I think the pitch is pretty good. The, the issue is that you've got so many different perspectives by which to see a thing. And then the optimal ones to deliver are those that resonate with the audience. And so I guess with this audience, I think it's all <laughs> about the money. It usually really is like truthfully, like people are big, big about money. They sacrifice their whole lives for it. They wake up in the morning for money. And people will say they're not. Oh, people they're, will say, get, get mad at everyone yeah, that's rich, right. but then they soak in. It's like yeah. the idea that even just to your point, like the, the, the influencers, the, the sad reality is that like people always hate on the, the, the Ty Lopez model of buy a Lamborghini, yeah. run the video, make think people give the illusion of success, and then it brings you success. But the sad thing is, is that that model works every fucking time over yep. and over and over again. All yep. the people that hate on it yep. still buy the shit that they're selling because they with versus someone could show you, yep. I've got millions and millions in the bank yep. and I don't own a lot of the fancy stuff. And they're like, ah, yep. you know, whatever. This guy has a Ferrari though. Yep. I think people that do that, like I don't care about money shit. You're just stealing significance in a different way. So my significance is I can have the stuff that you can't have because I have more money. Now, money on its own, there's people that get money the wrong way, and there's people that get, the, get money the right way. Some people are not, you know, scammers fuck over a lot of people to get money. Uh, you know, the people that don't scam end up making a lot more. Like, you know, Bill Gates, maybe some of the things he did were scammy, but <laughs> by and large, most of the stuff he did was like legit. You know, building an operating system is quite hard. He did a lot more than that. So if you can make money not scamming, you'll make a lot more money that way. And, I, and, and so the people that say they don't care about money, they're wearing a T-shirt. So I buy a T-shirt that says Dolce Gamana because this was $1,700 here, just a shirt. Pants for $1,000, $1,100. It's like, I don't know, no, maybe more. Anyway, so it's like, I don't know, $4,000 outfit or something. And, uh, and so that's how I get my significance. And they get their significance by hating. I don't like how you do this. I don't like how you do that. And you're like, okay, but you're just wearing a different significance shirt that you got from nagging and I got from like earning 
but we're both trying to do the same shit. We're both trying to broadcast our, I guess you call it virtue signaling. So we're, we're both virtue signaling. It's just they don't understand that my virtue causes economic activity. And their virtue is just like nagging, you know? You're like, nagging's not that awesome. I can nag at you too. Like we, we, could, we could play this game if you want. What have you done for African kids lately? Oh, well, I, help. I could go down there like, oh, you did this, but you didn't do that. And that's infinite. Right, right? never like, ends. Right, you're like, no matter what, oh, you raised $27 million for charity? Why not this charity? Why not that charity? Oh, you don't like, you can be a dick about all that. And for, for those people, sometimes I am. <laughs> sometimes I, I rarely get to, to get my, my vengeance, but occasionally I get to. You see the little tear come to their eye. You're like, yeah, I got you in your soul. <laughs> Evil nagging bitch. So back back to even the original question, how would you describe yourself to like beyond like what people want to hear and what's uh, sexy? Like, I mean, when you think about you, who are you? Well, I mean, truthfully, dude, I'm like a dude that came from a poor family, grew up in a poor place. Dad worked two jobs, you know. My dad's still poor now, which I'm trying to fix. I just got to convince him to like take my money. <laughs> I bought him a Tesla, so I think he's gonna accept that. He picked he picked me up from the airport in his work van. This thing is bad. The roof is made of metal tape and rust. It's not, it's just, you could poke holes in it. Like, you just poke holes in the roof. The, you know, you smell exhaust fumes on the inside. The duct, everything's made of duct tape, literally. Steering wheel's made of duct tape. The antenna is a coat hanger. You're just like, if you try it. Did you know you bought him the Tesla yet? Yeah, I told him. I told him. I'll probably make a video of it. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. My dad's so wrecked that, like, he doesn't look good, you know? Like, He's like 420 pounds and old, and you're just like, damn. I'm not sure I want people to know that I may end up looking like this one day. This is not good. So I love my dad, but I'm not sure he's photogenic. But his van is, for sure. I mean, he's lived in the same house for, I don't know, I grew up there. I'm old. So some type of really long time. Like, maybe I moved there when I was four, 42. So he's been in the same house for like 38 years. 600-square-foot house that he, like, made additions on. Maybe it's, like, 1,200 square feet now. Maybe. But it doesn't actually have any square feet because it's just full of stuff. So you, you're just, you know. Do you think that's by choice? Or do you think he'd be in a different situation if he, if he could? If you ain't got money, if you ain't got money, you don't really have choice. So, I mean, I'm going to say necessity, I guess. Because working hard in America, it's not enough. You have to work smart. If you work hard, I mean, this dude that made these empanadas here in the food truck, he probably works hard. It's a, you don't make much money, you know, working. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I work for my dad doing air conditioning, climbing up in attics and breathing fiberglass and sweating to death and getting stabbed by nails in the roof, like, <laughs> you make nothing. I was making $10 an hour, you know? So I, I, I like to make people rich if I can do it, and so far I've done it. I mean, Hex went up a million percent in two years before staking. If you'd staked, it could have gone two million percent for you, depending on how long you staked. Um Calling these tops really helps people a lot. You know, you would have rather sold Bitcoin at sixty five thousand instead of today at twenty four thousand, like twenty three eight last time I looked. And free books, so people that read them, they say it changes their lives. And you know, a lot of people that are going to kill themselves, they're not because now they've got something to look forward in the future. I got more mental health for people by having a currency that delays gratification than I did by writing self help books to directly address mental health, which is weird to me because I didn't design hacks to do anything for people's mental health. It was just an accidental, awesome, right? you know. It's weird that all the accidents and hex have been positive. You're like, whoa, that's so cool, you know. We but finances do change people's situation. And that Dana. oftentimes, like, and that goes back to our comment about earlier, of like, yeah. we, even this podcast, it's great. You know, it's, it's got a lot of those similar topics. But at the end of the day, 
people money is one of the people can say they don't care about money but it's like one of the it most cares about you yeah it's one of the biggest yeah. influential pieces of their life of like i promise you if you just were making a couple extra hundred grand a year like a lot of people don't realize that the majority of the issues that they battle mentally mm. on a daily basis it makes you stupider most of us would go away you're like 10 coin if you're if you're short on cash or like 10 iq points stupider literally From it what, consumes your con no they test it so the the mental state that being low on resources puts you in actually reduces your mental performance. So, so it's, it's kind of like when you're stressed out, you have cortisol and then you have a lot of belly fat. It just right. localizes it there. I have a lot of belly fat and I have a lot of stress. It don't make sense. <laughs> um, and so you, you also, your, your ability to reason and be creative and be effective is influenced by, so imagine part of the ceiling fell over right there. And part of the ceiling fell right there. And part of the ceiling fell right there. And you'd be like, when's my turn? When's my turn? It keeps resetting you and like taking away your consciousness so you can't stay down a path very long. You have to keep resetting to your mm -hmm. local. And then, you know, you can't perform deep thought because you keep getting reset. I mean, that's the reason, you know, most people don't do well. Don't, don't get their, most work, their best work done at the playground. Like you have to have a finite ability to reason. The more you spread it over low value maintenance things like, pay this bill or cold call this person for your stupid job or whatever. You can't do deep work. You can't plan your future. You can't, I mean, a lot of people, man, they got, they work hard, they come home, they have dinner, whoever they're with nags with them for a bit, they go to sleep, they start over. They don't know what, during what are those points do you have time to build your future, to plan your future, to do lifestyle design, to, mm -hmm. you know, look, we all have the same time and you can find things to cut out like news, get rid of it. When's the last time you ever changed your behavior for the better based off something you saw in the news? Never. It's mm -hmm. a stupid hobby that causes you stress that, that does not derive any performance for you. No more news. I don't like consuming other people's content even. I'm, I need to generate my own content and let other people read my narrative so that I can improve their lives. I do not need to spend my time absorbing anyone else's content. I've already gone far than they'll ever be. Like it's, it's, it's weird for me. It's like people ask, well, did you read this book? You're like, no, I should work on my book t.me slash scivive if you want to download it for free it's two books i guess so i want to talk to you a little bit obviously again um you're one of the experts inside of just the crypto space as a whole in a lot of different facets right now you're actively building products and solutions to yep. help and create innovative technology in that space but you've been an entrepreneur before yep. you ever stepped foot into crypto before yep. you ever looked at bitcoin i know you grew up not too far from me. I, right? I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. I, my first business was a Carstera store. I started on my front yard. Used to buy stuff from Brands Mart and sell it in the auto, the bargain trader, same company, Auto Trader Inc. And then, uh, you know, had so many customers out front. First, I would just drive there and like get the stuff and meet them at the gas station and like swap it. But then once I had like 7,000 bucks, I could buy inventory. I didn't have to drive so much. I could drive once a week instead of every day. It's a long trip from, you know, Fort Lauderdale out to Sawgrass. And then we, uh, once that did good, you know, I hired my friends, I got a store, and then I started doing software, shopping carts, cash advance loans. That was later. Didn't make money on that, <laughs> thank God. It's terrible, terrible, disgusting business. Glad I lost on it. And then sex toys, miracle cleaner, foreclosure bailouts, mortgages. This is all in the same umbrella? Well, I mean, each one of the businesses kind of took two years, but some of them were in parallel. So, like, audio ecstasy was probably two years, and then the shopping cart and search engine optimization with Internet Marketing Masters was two years. 
So what, were you and just then, stack and scale, like once one was well, operating, the, move the, on to another? I, I killed this Carstera one just because I went to a business broker and they wanted to give me three to five net and it was too much like hassle. I'm like, just shut it off, you know, it's like whatever. And then people still have those stairs. Like they got a great price, great product, great performance. Those things still work 15 years later. Like I, I really do a good job for people, give them a good deal. And then the next one was search engine optimization. I could get you ranked on Google number one. Now this is another example of people doing the opposite of what they say. Everyone will say they can do that, but they won't. They'll just take your money and give you a story and rank you on some keywords no one ever searches for. <laughs> your name, address, you know, at the same time. You're like, no one's ever going to search for that. That's stupid. So, yeah, I basically got up to 150 employees. We're doing $60 million a year in turnover. And I decided, all right, that's that. Because it wasn't – your visions of what it's going to be to be rich and then what it actually is, there's nothing in common. Mm-hmm. Like being rich – like. What's the difference? Like when people that it's, don't have wealth and think people about are, it. They're not going to believe my answer. I'm going to give it anyway. Everything's the same. I go to the same movie theater. I watch the same movies. I love Miami subs. I eat Miami subs. It tastes delicious. I could go to fancy Michelin star stuff. I don't want to go there. I want to go to Miami subs. No, I haven't been here for 15 years. My mom got sick. I went to her house, got her TV, installed some bidets, and buying her new house. <laughs> um, it's funny to watch a rumored billionaire install a bidet. I did it in 30 minutes. It was fast, man. So your first bidet install? Yeah, it was really easy. It was really, really easy. Nice. You literally could do it with just a crescent wrench or even a pair of pliers, really. If the hex thing doesn't work out, you got another yep. avenue. I swear to God, dude. I like, <laughs> I do. I got a wood shop and like, I won't say a wood shop, but like a workshop and I like to do stuff, you know? So <clears throat> I, I think that if I'm eating at the same restaurants, listening to the same music, eating the same food, Driving on the same streets, like where's the real difference? How people treat me, and that can be affected by the stuff I wear. Okay, that's cool. I like that. But other than that, it's just more work. It's like, oh, you got more cars. Cool. You get all the the permits for them. You get all the parking. You get all the, the maintenance done. That's mm-hmm. a full time job now. So now you got to hire a guy to do all that, right? I, I collect cars. I got thousand horsepower Ferrari, you know, Lamborghini, Bentley, uh, Rolls Royce. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, mm-hmm. but like, you know, all these things that you buy, they end up controlling you. So you have to be really careful what you buy. Yeah. Like, if, oh, you're going to buy a jet. What color the seat's going to be? What color's the paint? Which, which, you know, you're going to gl- glass cockpit. You like, you know, and you're just like, I don't, I don't want my consciousness and my ability to perform sucked away by things that will only benefit me personally as a single human. When I could assign my time to things that benefit me at scale. This is, this is a weird thing. Like I do a lot of this flexing and buying overly expensive stuff. It barely benefits me, but it's what I need to do to get my message out. Like I want to save everybody. And just building the best performing asset in the world, the one of 10,000x in a year, 1.7 years, no one cared. I didn't get any news articles at all. No one cared. I raised $27 million for charity. I got one news article. I bought the world's largest diamond. I got 100 news articles. <laughs> and it was cheaper. And I'm like, okay, well, this is stupid. So pe- people want me to be stupid. All right. I'll pretend to be stupid for you, but after I hook you, I will lead you to greatness. That, that's mm. where I'm at right now. And I, and I think the only way to do it better than the way I'm doing it is to create that kind of referral network, which is what my original first business that got big, the 60 million one, it was you know, mostly referrals, you know, mostly like affiliate right. stuff. So it, to, I kind of want to get back into the affiliate and referral thing for the, for the virality aspect. It just kind of sucks with crypto because you don't want people to call you an MLM, but they're so stupid they say it anyway. Right. Well, the challenge with good marketing is that it's, you know, 
good marketing is good marketing. And unfortunately, your marketing works off and relies off of human psychology. And when you realize that a lot of people's uh, psychological processes are not that uh, high level. I think everyone's uh, drunk. <laughs> it's a world of drunk people. Yeah. You know. So you also <laughs> mentioned earlier, too, when it... Um, like money, the one thing that does change the chain is how people treat you. Yeah. Which is sure. that necessarily in a, do you feel like that's in a, a higher regard or is like, obviously there's also other elements. If they're hippies, they too. hate you. If they're well-functioning, normal human beings, they like you. Right. I'm insulting hippies. You guys suck. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do hippies? Y'all suck. What are you going to do? Ah, you're not going to do nothing. He's a lazy. You ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. You went to uh, uh, Panama for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> Uh, what you, so I got the shit rubbed out of me there, man. That's what like, I heard. If you read the newspaper, like they did a ten-person home invasion of my house in the middle of a day, like ten people at once went. Is the invaded. government or this is like no, no, gang, just, criminals, just criminals, just regular criminals. Ten criminals went in the middle of the day, knocked out my guard. I had an extra guard just from my house, in addition, knocked out like, to the building. Yeah, you know, like they didn't kill them; they just knocked them out. There were other people know that's been killed there. You know, um, it do not go to the third world. There's a reason this is the third world. If you read La Prensa, there's no murders. If you read La Critica, there's a lot of murders. These are the newspapers in yes, Panama? Right. So La Critica is like the paper that people in the streets read. La Prensa is what tourists read. You're like, okay, there's two different newspapers. There's two different Panamas. Like, I wouldn't suggest anybody go there, truthfully. Yeah. Well, Mike, I guess what I'm curious about, too, so you obviously, when you go to the third world, I, Mexico yeah. is not third world, but I've been living in Mexico for the uh, past, like, nine months, ten uh, months now here. Isn't yeah, yeah. it the third world, though? You got, I, I, it's like second. Okay. You know. Anyways, I, mean, you, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as Panama, but it has a lot of the same elements. If you, depending on where you live, there's a lot of cartel action there. There is. A they lot. don't play. They do not play. Avoid. But but the tourist areas, there's less. I get it. What my question is is you, like I said, are moving and shaking quite a bit in yeah. the world. So obviously, it's very twerk. easy to see. <laughs> exactly. I can actually twerk. Moving and shaking that oh. ass, you know. I should twerk for your audience, but I don't think they. Like I think it. we're we'll probably. I don't on think that they one. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe. I was in a fresh and fit podcast. It was more the style. <laughs> the um, obviously, you know, like getting what maybe you didn't know at the time, but you know now, like you will, you know, go to a third world country. You have a lot of wealth. You're gonna have if a target a on your back. If you're a gringo in a country where they speak a language you don't speak, you're a target for everyone working an angle on you. Everybody, right. you're like the fresh meat. Like in the cartoons, when the wolf is like licking his chops and got his plate, his knife, and his fork. You're that guy. He's looking at the pig. He's like. Mm. You know, you're the new guy there, you're the pig. Like, everyone's going to work an angle on you. Right. And being from Miami, you could probably, like, have better training on all the angle <laughs> stuff, but still, they want your money more than you do. You yeah. don't get it, so. Do you worry about that kind of thing <clears throat> happening in America? Now, granted, normally I can't wait not. to leave here. I cannot wait. I want out. I hate this place. I got pulled over for shopping. The police came into Best Buy and stopped me for shopping. I got accused of credit card fraud in Best Buy by the police that they called on me. My credit card with my name... My idea with my name. I'm getting detained and interrogated by the police for shopping. What? I've never heard of this before. Never seen it before. Hasn't happened. I ain't dealt with the police in 20 years. I haven't had to talk to one. What? Someone called on you? Yeah, the manager. I was buying too much stuff. Manager's like, this this has to be fraud. You're like, bitch, (laughs) now can I pretend you did something wrong now to get him to interrogate your ass? And can I sit there and hear all the answers so that I get data on you? too since we're you know screw the fourth amendment it's real irritating to me bro i got pulled over in a store for shopping this would not happen in any other country in the world by the way do you know why that happens here in this country you're too stupid to use a chip and a pin in europe where people are smarter sorry americans y'all are stupid okay they have a pin for the card 
You cannot use the card without the pin. You steal the card, it ain't no use to you because you don't have the pin. But here in America, too stupid to put a chip in the card, and therefore, you can steal somebody's card and use it all you want. And so, everybody's worried about credit card fraud. So, like, you go to a strip club. They're taking a fingerprint. Why? Because there's no pin. Just use the pin, you stupid bastards. It'd be so easy. <laughs> you're going to get less chargebacks. You can pay less credit card fees. You don't got to worry about stealing all your stuff. Your card will stay alive more when you go traveling. Oh, by the way, you know what solves this? Cryptocurrency, by the way. Yeah, x.com, pulsechain.com. It solves these things. But, like, America is so stupid... They don't, like, I, don't, I don't understand this, man. I, I used to have a credit, I had a secret service trying to do a sting operation at my business because people was doing credit card fraud on my car stereo store. I know exactly all about credit card fraud. I'm not a fan of it. Chip and pin would have solved that. I wouldn't have had that problem. Mm. So use chip and pin like Europe, you dumb motherfuckers, please. So you've had enough run-ins. I hate America, authorities. I almost got in an accident today. I seen an accident already. I was driving home at 6 a.m. Guy was on the road with his four-ways on. I guess his truck was broken or whatever. I heard, Look at my rear mirror. I see him spinning. I'm like, oh, that dude's probably wrecked. If this place is messed up. Where's you know? better? Almost everywhere else, literally. Like almost everywhere else. Except Panama. Except Panama, yeah. They measure this stuff, bro. Sociologists have nothing better to do with their time. They're not very, sociologists are not social people. They're not partying. They're not drinking. They're sitting there measuring how often the garbage gets taken out and how much crime is there and how much violent crime is there. You just go look at the statistics. There's 35,000 gun deaths here a year. 35,000. There's like three in Japan. Mm. Well, I mean, you want to get shot? This is a great place to do it. Yep. There's only a few places you could go to better if you're looking to get bullets in you. And, and so, like, I just, man, here, either the criminals get you or the police get you or they both get you. But in the rest of the world, it's just chill. You don't got to carry a gun. You don't got to wear a vest. You don't got to worry about... If I hear people, if I hear footsteps come up behind me too quick, it's like PTSD time. <laughs> it's like, it's go time, right? You get jumped a couple times in America. You're like, all right, what's up? What are we doing? Right. You know, and when I walk with people, I always keep this hand free for fighting. So if I'm with a girl, she's on this side, you know, and it's just like it. And that reduces my consciousness when I'm having to do this overhead of like, what is the next threat that's coming at me? Like when I pull up behind somebody, I never cut close because when the shit goes down and someone rolls up, I need to be able to get out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I watch my exits like it's. I shouldn't have to live this way. Yeah, I'm always having to pay attention. Yes, to your now I'm stupider. Now I'm stupider, right. and it, it's not good for the world. So if you live a safer place, you will be smarter just by not having that cognitive overhead of having to deal with the threat. And and some people are so stupid they don't realize the threat's there. And these are people to get messed up. With how much that you are <clears throat> changing, like finding like a lot of a lot of uh, systems that have been play, been in place for a really long time, you're. Even uh, charity with your health work is like anti-aging. Nope. You're but just think about anti-aging. To do anti-aging, you have to cure everything. Hey, audience at home, I'm going to do a little quick exercise with you guys. If you cure heart attacks, which kill 40% of people, how much longer will people live? I'll give this one to you. You cure heart attacks, which kill 40% of people, by the way. They're gone. There's no more heart attacks. Oh, by the way, cancer is the same. It also kills 40% of people. So either one. You can right. either cure heart attacks, you can cure cancer, up to you. How much longer do you think people would live? A couple of years. Three years. Nobody knows that. The reason it's only three years is because the decaying system caused that to happen. And if you remove that, you just get the next thing down the list. Oh, cool. You got rid of a heart attack? We'll give you cancer instead. I right. get rid of cancer? We'll give you stroke instead. I get rid of stroke? We'll give you the Alzheimer's instead. And then you're just like, it's, it's easier to de delay and repair the damage than it is to just get three years out of curing one of the things. So we're, we're, we're attacking it entirely the wrong way. If people knew that curing cancer was only worth three years, they'd be like, well, 
can't we get three by like just eating healthier and exercising? You're like, yeah. Well, wouldn't that be better than curing cancer and give you better hard-ons and better health and better skin tone and better fitness and less likely to injure your hip? And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's all true. So what's the premise behind a lot of the research that you guys are doing right now? Well, I mean, truthfully, man, I raised that money and then I didn't eyeball what they're doing with it as hard as I should, probably. Mm-hmm. I hope they're doing good stuff with it. It's the Sense Foundation, SCNS.org. If they aren't doing good stuff with it, I'll just go raise more money or donate my own. Um, I, it, if this science doesn't get done, we just die. You, you could either fight the Grim Reaper while you can stand, or you die with a whimper on your knees. I don't want to die with a whimper. So I raised the first 27 million. It's a good start. I could tell you about their technologies. Like Senolytics is the one that probably has got the most positive response that goes and cleans the junk out of your cells. People don't realize that like your cells Toxicity are, and like other things. Yeah, well, the, your cells. the cells are machines and they, ha- they have a, a method by which they clear crap out of them, which is the lysosome. And the right. lysosome breaks stuff down using enzymes and then, you know, gets it out of the cell. And then there's some stuff it can run into that it just can't get rid of because it doesn't have the enzymes it needs. And so we either need to transgenically give our lysosomes new tools by adopting them from other life that has them. Like there's something called the microbial... We're going to talk smart people stuff now. <laughs> There's something called the microbial infallibility theorem, which states that if unless you find a giant pile of organic material, something has eaten it. And therefore, in this planet, there is something that eats everything. And therefore, you can find an organic pathway by which to break down any organic material. Otherwise, we would have giant clumps of organic material sitting around. Right. And so originally, they were searching through... Um, There's this one stuff that's really bad for you that causes plaque in your arteries called 7-keto cholesterol. It causes arteriosclerosis, which is the disease of the buildup of that plaque, which causes your body to no longer be able to pump blood. Mm-hmm. And then if you get injured, it'll like click one free and break your heart and like kill you. I think that's called an aneurysm, but I'm not sure. It depends where it goes, whether it goes to your heart or your brain or whatever. So long story short, they found a way to break that stuff down, and it's a class of medicine called senolytics now. You can go on Wikipedia and look it up. It does really good in human trials. It clears all the junk out of your They're cells. They're doing at the cellular level. Exactly. It literally clears the crap out of your cells so they can work better because right. your cells will bulge over time and just start breaking. They can't work properly anymore because there's too much garbage inside them. That one's had the most success. Um, basically, the seven reasons why you age have been the same seven reasons for 50 or 60 years. We've never found a new one. It's likely that these are the only reasons why you age. You have junk inside your cells and outside your cells. So we talked about the swelling up of you know cells over time. Junk outside would be that arteriosclerotic plaque. You've got too many few too few cells and too many cells. Too few is things that don't get replaced, like brain cell death. And then too many would be cancer. They just keep multiplying. So too many, too few. Junk inside, junk outside. You've got uh, cross-linking, which is where things that used to be flexible become hard. So you lose lung capacity, you lose heart um, pumping ability. That's five things. And the last two are uh, mutations. You have mutations in your mitochondrial DNA. You have mutations in your nuclear DNA. Most people don't know this. You actually have two different DNAs. Your nuclear DNA uh, comes from your mom and your dad, usually. Very rarely they just come from one. Some people get a, a weird deal. And then your mitochondrial DNA just comes from your mom. And so it goes all the way back. Mitochondrial to like, DNA only comes from the mom? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're a weird chimera, but for the vast, vast, vast 99.9% of humans, your DNA in your mitochondria just comes from your mom. Mm. Just, I, I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. We got two different DNAs. I had no idea. You know, it's like wild. <laughs> yeah, there's also a lot of DNA that's inside of there that's not used, or we don't actually even have a. The junk DNA actually has purposes. It's just really hard for us to figure it out. Right. <clears throat> there's all these 
a lot of stuff in your body works on a negative feedback loop. So, so for instance, breathing. Hi, guys. Aren't I smart? Buy my cryptocurrency. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, like, you're so breathing. Breathing is your lungs don't detect how much oxygen is in there. If you need more oxygen, they won't tell you. What your lungs actually detect is if you have too much carbon dioxide. And so when you, when you hold your breath for a long time and you start like hiccuping and your body wants more air, that's the presence of carbon dioxide. And, and divers train to be more resistant to that reflex. Dioxide, right. right. And so it's like calories. Like your stomach doesn't have any idea how many calories are in there. It just knows how much size is there. So if you drink a lot of water, it helps to lose weight. Not that I would know, but uh, it's like... Yeah, your body's a little bit stupid, you know? It's like a giraffe. People are like, oh, intelligent design. And then you look at the giraffe and you're like, well, what about this one artery that needs to go from here to here? Because a stupid neck is so long, it goes like this, like four feet, and then it goes like that. That's obviously not a good design. That That is not a design that was intelligent at all. And so you look and you're like, this is this is obviously evolution. This is something that worked, and then it changed a little bit, and changed a little bit, and changed a little bit. And so right now, like, human beings are not well optimized for the world that we really live in. The world that we live in is very calorie rich. And so you shouldn't be so thirsty for sugars and salts and fats like you used to be. The reason we love fat so much is because it's nine calories per gram, whereas carbohydrates and proteins are only four calories per gram. So if it's like a, a jar of mayonnaise or jar of oil is the most, they're basically the same thing. It's the most calorie dense stuff you can eat. Like you'll gain the, the maximum amount of weight, you know, maybe take something that boosts your glycemic index for a laugh, like jasmine rice or something. <clears throat> yes, for fat guy, I know a lot about dieting. Yeah, I'm sure for a lot of people that are hopping on here, they're like, let's learn about crypto. Yeah. They're like, well, what am I going through? Like, We're going to talk about gay rights and, and biology <laughs> instead of how to do your business better. <laughs> so let's talk about a little <clears throat> bit uh, about, um, like, for people that are hopping on here, obviously most people are going to be familiar with what crypto is, but some of them are might not be familiar sure. with hex. So give us, sure. like, a bird's okay. eye view of what is hex. So basically, the only thing in the world that matters is goods and services. Everything else is middleware. It's not It's like friction stuff that we need to, to make things happen. So you imagine Bitcoin as a global ledger on which it inflates 2% a year for people to keep it honest. It's like an Excel spreadsheet on the internet. You need your password to spend. It inflates 2% a year to keep it honest. That's it. The problem with it is <clears throat> it blows up the environment for security. kind of sucks. And it hurts the price when it does that. Miners get Bitcoin for free for mining, and they, they sell them into the market to buy the electricity and hardware that allows them to get them for free. It's not really free. They, like, they blow up the environment and enrich mining companies and electricity companies to sell down the Bitcoin price and make a little profit. It's bad for everyone involved. Proof of stake is way better. So PulseChain.com removes the waste, removes the sell pressure, removes the inflation. It's deflation only. It only burns. It will never inflate in supply. It only goes down in supply, whereas Bitcoin always goes up in supply. Always. <clears throat> and hex is the world's first time deposit where inflation is given to people that protect the price by locking up coins instead of Bitcoin that the only inflation is to those that destroy the environment. When you say world's first time deposit, like what does that mean? Well, you know, Bitcoin tried to make a currency on the internet. It didn't work out. No one uses it as a currency. And they tried to make programmable money. It didn't work out. Nobody programmed to do anything useful. And so then it became digital gold. Well, that worked out. Price went up 690 million percent. That one was fine. So it accidentally did something more valuable. There's more printed, there's less printed money in the world than there is time deposits. And about two years ago when I was doing these maths, uh, 7.2 trillion in time deposits, 5 trillion in printed cash. 
We also accident- time deposits includes any what like well you, you go banking, to your bank CDs stocks yeah well no just just banks just banking yeah so you you go to your bank and you're like hey I got a savings account give me interest they're like sure here's some pitiful interest you're like can I get more sure lock it up for a while that's what they're it's just right. a time lock but in that <clears> scenario <throat> the bank is using that money like in market uh, activity right you would think that but in fact no that doesn't happen. Another one of these counterintuitive things that only I know that nobody else knows. Yeah, yeah. so if you ask most people, they would say, hey, the yep. bank is rewarding me for that mm-hmm. certificate deposit because they're taking my money and mm-hmm. using it and loaning out to other people in the market and producing money, so they're giving me a return. Indeed, that is exactly what they think, but they're entirely wrong. The bank will never lend your money out. Your money is a liability to them, not an asset. It's on the wrong side of the, the balance sheet. They will never lend your money out. Instead, they will use your money as a security. A security to back up their loans they get from the government leveraged up 10 to 1. And so they will take the $100 that you give them and borrow 10 times that from the federal government at extremely low interest rates and then lend out 10 times the money. Why would they lend out your money when they could only lend it out at a 1 to 1 ratio when they can lend out the virtual money that they inflate out of thin air from the Fed and and lend out 10 times as much money and make 10 times as much profit minus a little bit of margin Mm. for for the interest that the Fed charges them. And so in reality, everyone's yield at your bank and your time deposit or bank account is from inflation. It's from the government inflating the money supply. It's not from actually lending your money out. Your money never gets lent out. Your money is just an excuse that the government likes to see to print infinite other money and lend that out, which is why we have all-time high prices for almost everything and uh, all-time low dollar value. That's the same statement. So you're saying this scenario, like, Banks are literally just holding on to your money as mm-hmm. a security so that they have something on They can the borrow 10 times as much from the, the government, yes. And does Hex work off this similar concept? No. Um, we, so we all, all the yield from everything is from inflation. So you're yielding the stock markets because the Fed keeps printing money. It's not because GDP went up. It's not because earnings went up. It's because the money has to go somewhere, and it primarily goes into stocks and real estate. And so... If you have a future known market supply of something where there's not some guys in a shady room voting on what the value of money is, that's what the Fed is. The Fed is not a federal agency. Right. The Federal Reserve is a private company run by private people who you do not elect who decide the value of money globally. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been doing a good job of it, which is why we've got all-time high inflation rates for, for 40 years. We haven't seen inflation this bad since the 70s. It's a bad job on their part, and it causes misinvestment and mal investment by forcing people to hunt yield to cancel out the inflation. And so they invest in every stupid thing you can to try and make some returns, like the Celsius. People put their whole stack in Celsius to try and get 7 or 8% a year, then they lost their whole stack. I begged everyone directly to remove their coins from that years before they collapsed. Right. The people that listened that were saved, the people that didn't listen, now Celsius is bankrupt. Richard Hart. Always right. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm creating things that change the world. And if people just listen, they would get to, you know, enjoy a bright and beautiful future. So, you know, obviously you say if people just listen, but like I'm thinking about even you obviously like gave people warning, hey, watch out for Celsius. Um, and so you're one person that they can listen to, but there's, they've got a million voices saying, look over here, look at this one. Everyone, else, one. everyone else is making money promoting that, which is that, that thing I was telling you about, like the honest people have less virality because they don't have the ability to incentivize people to spread the message because they're not making money on the people you're saying. When I save you from getting scammed, do I get paid? Nope. You get paid, right? I don't, I, I don't, how do I amp, how do I like, if I save someone from getting scammed, it doesn't help me save the next guy. 
because there's no money from it to invest in saving the next guy. But if someone scams you, now he's got a marketing budget to pay to get another guy to scam. Right. And then so, keep circling. Right. So like everybody on YouTube wants you to margin trade and lose all your money. And that's what everyone does. And then they lose all their money. These guys only make money on referral links. You go to someone's webpage and there's just a bunch of referral links at the bottom, be careful. I don't want to be too harsh because I have a feeling I go on your webpage and there's referral links on there. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be harsh, but like in crypto, it's more dirty. Like if you, if you send somebody to get some shaving stuff, like that's not killing nobody. But if, you sh if you're showing people to do margin trading, right. they're going to lose their life savings. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of those guys, they literally make mo like, ah, I break even on this, 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 this. I make most of my money off of this referral yep. link or yep. referring them to this bank or referring them to this yep. margin trade or whatever it be. Yeah, Celsius had a referral program. People got wrecked. So what was your, when you were telling people, hey, watch out for Celsius a couple years ago, yep. what was the red flag I told them the whole time. I never stopped telling them. What was the red flag there that you noticed that it's other It's simple. Did? If you give your coins to someone else, they will tell you they're going to give you interest, and then they will take all your money or lose all their money. They will get hacked. They will have a government regulation, or they will just straight up steal it. Mount Gox, Quadriga CX, BTCE, uh, you know, OKX paused uh, like withdrawals for months and months and months, but then they opened it back up. Thank goodness. But a lot of people don't like Hotbit. Just stop withdrawals. Celsius stopped withdrawals. Cred went out of business. You know, you're just like guys. How many parts of headlines do you want to be? And cryptocurrency was invented to get rid of middlemen. It went up 690 million percent. Hex pays an average of 37% yield. Why not just do that? Why, so do you why still are you own giving your assets in Hex when you yeah, put you, them and you, and you stake you them? You hold your own keys always forever. There is no middleman. No one can screw you. Absolutely no one. Your only risk is the price moving around. And historically, the price has done amazingly well. It's currently up maybe 250, 300 fold versus Bitcoin, 1,000 fold versus the dollar. And that's after a 90% dip. It's up 1,000x after a 90% dip. That's crazy. Like right. it's just, it's amazing performance. So the trick is you need to hold your own keys. You need to mint your own rewards. And then no one else, you don't, one website goes down, there's 10 other websites. You're the one, you're the only person in the world to commit your rewards. You're the only person in the world that has your keys. Any of these other systems where you send your coins to someone or you give your keys to someone, you will lose all your money. That's the opposite of why crypto was invented. Crypto was invented to put you in charge of your resources and with no middlemen and nobody that can screw you and no begging. And none of this stupid inflation by some group of people that you don't even know who they are mm -hmm. is like, I, truthfully, I don't even remember the name of the guy that decides what the inflation rate is. Yeah, the chairman of the Fed. Yeah, I forgot it currently. They make um, good, funny JPEGs of him, like <laughs> running the wheel, spitting out dollars, you know? Used to be Bernanke. I don't know who it is now. So what you're doing, I mean, you have some of the <coughs> most significant returns inside yep. of the industry. Yep. You're going, so 2019, right, when you founded it? Well, it came out, I mean... When I quote these bottoms, if you bought January 5th of 2020, that's the bottom. And that was maybe 30 days after we launched. So I think we launched uh, like December 9th of 2019, I think. Or December, I think we launched December 9th of 2019. But then the price dipped because everyone bought day one, even though I told them not to. There's people FOMO. They're like, you're going to buy now. And you're like, but, but chill, you know. Um, and then it went up 10,000x before staking. And that's just, staking. yeah, and now you're going to copy all those coins on a new chain with Pulse Chain, and you're going to copy all your stakes on the new chain. There's just a lot of really cool stuff happening. So, Richard, you have a lot of, um, even if you if you look up Richard online, it's like, uh, seems like you have a lot of, <laughs> on the topic of polarization, <laughs> Yeah, people yeah. like fucking love you, and nope. it's just like, they, like literally almost like a, you changed my life forever, or nope. people fucking 100%. hate you. 100%. Um, and, and by the way, like I always think that's funny as we were talking about the beginning of this conversation like that's kind of where always regardless of who you are 
doesn't if you at a certain point if you attain a certain level of achievement or success or are actually making things happen in the world the haters will start to line up yeah. of just down the street if, regardless of whether what you've been doing is great or awful like they're going to show up and the cancel culture will come to uh to, to do their thing yep um but for people that aren't aware, like, and you're explaining a lot of like how the processes uh, that hex works, and then you have still a lot of people on the internet that are going to say, "Oh, this is a Ponzi scheme so, or whatever yeah. or else." They I can address all that hater stuff like really well if you want. Yeah. So right. basically, all hex is is Bitcoin with a proof of work change. Here's Bitcoin. Here's hex. Bitcoin inflates, gives the coins to the miners. Miners sell those coins to pay for electricity and hardware. Right. Here's hex. So Bitcoin uses Bitcoin miners. Hex uses Ethereum miners. They're just the same class of human. They have data centers, they have air conditioning, they have electricity bills, they do proof-of-work computation. These guys use ASICs, these guys use ASICs, these guys use SHA-256, these guys use something called ETHash. So basically, they both inflate low single-digit percentages. Ethereum uses Ethereum miners, we use Ethereum miners. Bitcoin uses Bitcoin miners. It's just Bitcoin with proof-of-work change, except in theirs, you have to destroy the environment to get the inflation. And in ours, you have to lock up your coins to get the inflation. And when you lock up the coins, they go where? They're, they're literally destroyed. So we say we're, that you're locking them, but in reality, you're destroying them. And, and that's then, how you guys are helping to increase the, destroying the supply as well, you exactly. make it deflationary? Exactly. So you know, supply and demand is commonly misunderstood. What really matters is the market supply. So for instance, uh, you know, Let's say I had you know, a fancy Louis Vuitton bag that was worth a lot of money. And then I secretly paid a sweatshop a bazillion dollars to go make a million more of them. But I never released them to the market and I never told anyone. Wouldn't affect the price at all. It'd be like it never happened. It could be a whole planet full of that bag. But as long as no one ever knew about it, it wouldn't matter. It's like Satoshi's coins that have never moved, never been sold. Do they exist? Does it matter? Unless one day, they, unless it, one day it does, it, it doesn't, right? So what matters is market supply is what I'm saying. What, what is available for sale? So real supply that's not available for sale doesn't really matter as much. So in HEX, when you lock up your coins, the average stake length, what do you think the average stake length is in HEX? The average? Mm, six months, a year? Seven years. Seven years. To get an average of seven years, you have to have a ton of 15-year stakes. And that's the max that you can do in our system. So I bought that 555.55 carat diamond because the maximum stake length in HEX is 5,555 days. And so we have a Quattro Cinco club. And a lot of people have tattoos with four fives on which them. Is, which is really incredible, by the way, too, because people don't even do that. Like, you, you can't even get people to put their cash into, right. like, an S&P for it's five, crazy. 15 years. It's, it's so the literally, fact that you guys actually have that as a testament, like, yeah. now you've, like, granted, your track record with your company is, you know, incredible. And it's also only been three years. Yeah. For people that are investing that, like, long term, what's what's... What do you feel like is the the cause of getting them to do that outside of maybe like game fire marketing? Is amazing. The game it's it, the game theory is amazing. So first, people make ladders. So they'll have fifteen year stakes, but then they might have a stake ending every year. And so you might not have to emergency and stake your stake if you need money. You'll always have some income. You get a little less yield, but you get more flexibility. And time deposits and CDs traditionally it's called a CD ladder. We have a lot of that in hex. People choose to do that. And so it's not just one lump sum at the end unless you want it to be. You know, if you want maximum yield, it will be just one lump sum at the end. It also delays our inflation very far into the future because inflation amplifies the more you have earlier because it's like a snowball. And since we have that huge delay, you know, our maximum inflation is 3.69%, but I bet after you account for the fact of all that coming out so many years ahead, mm -hmm. and it, 
inflation only exists to stakers. I, I think our, we, you know, we might have single digit, pers- like we might have 1% inflation. I haven't done the math, but it's, it's so delayed that I, I would be very surprised if we actually were anywhere near 3%. And then another thing that people have backwards is Bitcoin made its most gains when its inflation was the highest because it was the easiest to multiply the size of its audience. And the multiplying the size of the audience is such a larger ratio than that small percentage is. When you say inflation with the coins, because yep. obviously a lot of people, actually I would change that. I don't even think most people understand normal inflation. Right. When you come to crypto, how yep. does inflation work inside of like, well, the, ba- like for a coin? Yeah, so like there was Bitcoin. It, it became from scratch the Genesis block. That was the first coin, first 50 coins. And right. then they kept adding and adding and adding and adding. So they started at zero in 2009, 2010. So you're just talking about adding to the supply. Of the exactly, that's it. Of the market supply, not the back end. Well, both. I mean, it depends on what the market participants are doing. So we know that when Bitcoin miners get coins, they have to put them on the market to sell them because they have bills to pay. But in Hex, when people stake Hex, they don't actually have bills to pay. You have a little bit of a fee to pay an Ethereum miner, like a dollar, five dollars, fifty cents, depends on where the gas is that day. But you don't have facilities, you don't have hardware. So basically, like when you lock up your Hex, you get shares, and those shares are like Bitcoin miners. Except you don't have to do maintenance. You don't have to put them in a building. You don't have to feed them electricity. They don't have downtime. And they don't become valueless over time. Every Bitcoin miner's value goes to zero over time because the new machines extinct the old machines. Mm-hmm. But in Hex, the new machines never extinct the old machines because we have a, a share price that goes up forever. The amount of Hex that you have to lock in order to get a share only increases over time. It's how we simulate compounding interest. It's how the old guys beat the new guys because they've been in longer. That's the opposite of Bitcoin miner. So in a Bitcoin miner, you're getting destroyed by the new guys. And in Hex, the new guys are getting destroyed by the old guys. There's just no comparison. Like the new guys pay higher, always higher rates to get a share. And the only thing that moves around is the USD price. But that USD price is important because like if the USD price goes up a million percent and the interest is 40%, well, a million is a lot more than 40. Now that 40 is multiplied by the million, so it's really 400,000. But it's like the majority of gains in the system come from the USD appreciation, not from the yield. And in order for you to earn that 37% average, you have to be an average length as well. Because the longer you lock, the more you get paid. We copy that parameter directly from the bank. Every extra year you lock, you get 20% more shares. And so it incentivizes people to lock longer and longer. So let's say you had a stake that ended. Cool. You made money. You you minted your own yield. Congratulations. Now you want to restake. And you look and you're like, wait, I get less shares. I used to have more shares. Now I get less shares. Why? Well, the price went up. Right. So you got two options if you want the same amount of T-shares. You can add more more money, get more hacks, or you can stake for longer. If people keep staking longer and longer and longer and longer, the system is amazing. Join in. So we're welcoming our uh, our friends to the conversation here. We got Scotty and we got a uh, double X, right? You don't look uh, like a double X. That kind of looks like a single X shirt. Right single there. X. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, learned about all the health stuff, so I've been I've been working on that. <laughs> just do the opposite of whatever I do. It's easy. <laughs> So uh, welcome to the show, boys, and uh, pr- props to Scotty for making the intro here. The uh, the whales only uh, uh, chat kind of put this together. So welcome to everybody, and uh, yeah, so we got some extra guests now added to the uh, added to the show with Richard. Um, just finishing up talking about a little bit about um, Hex, and then also you now have a uh, Pulse Chain, right? Yeah, Pulse Chain is gonna be great. You know, we're gonna lower the fees for Ethereum. We're gonna lower the fees for Hexagons. We're gonna give. The world's largest free airdrop. Everyone's going to get free coins. You're going to get a copy of any coin you got on Ethereum. And it's going to be a deflationary. It burns 25% or more of the fees. No inflation at all. And doesn't blow up the environment. Now, 
they're trying to get to some of these features on their own. So Ethereum 2.0 will address the environment because it'll be proof of stake instead of proof of work. It will not address gas. It, it will be exactly as expensive on transactions. Right, a lot of people think it's going to lower gas fees. It's yeah, they're not. just dumb. Yeah, like they, they, the foundation, the Ethereum Foundation literally had to issue a statement yesterday that said, like, this will not lower fees. This will not increase throughput, period. So it's still good. still a good move. You know, they're they're trying to build some features that, that Pulse has on its testnet now. So like PulseChain.com's testnet has been running for a long time, months and months and months, maybe eight months, nine months, something like that. But it's not what we care about is free coins, higher throughput, lower fees. We care about that. None of their stuff really does that. So it's like we're going to help them get their fees lower. And if you want lower fees, you got to build more capacity. They didn't build more capacity. Ethereum 2.0 doesn't add capacity. So we're doing it and it should help everybody. What's the difference between, like, if someone's listening, between Hex and Pulse Chain? Well, Pulse Chain is a consensus network that you can run lots of different things on. Hex is one of those things. So Hex is a smart contract. It's immutable. It's unchangeable. Um, therefore, it's very secure and very resilient. You can't accidentally mess it up. So, like, Ethereum is more likely to have an inflation bug that mints new coins than Hex is. Bitcoin's had several inflation bugs uh, where anyone could mint as many free coins as they wanted. And many other coins have had inflation bugs as well. Hex is extremely resistant to that most common bug because our consensus code, which allows you to mint coins, is locked and isolated and no one touches it when they try and upgrade the network. So you can upgrade the Ethereum network all you want and that code is locked and isolated. It's like putting a safe inside of a safe. Mm. But all those other layer one networks, because they didn't put a safe inside a safe, they accidentally screw up their consensus and then somebody mints a bunch of free extra coins and then it hurts the price. So you're doing a lot of work, obviously, in the currency side of things. Do you do anything with uh, NFTs? What's your feeling on them? I'm going to launch an NFT for the world's largest diamond that I own. So it used to be called single the Enigma. Or, uh, like well, there'll be 5,555 of them, which I think is a good model because the other industry leader there did well with a 10,000 supply. And then I'll <clears throat> there's 55 different facets cut into it, so I'll take a photo of each of the 55 different facets, and then I'll have a different background, probably not um, procedure-generated, but actually individual-created. We'll see. Um, it's not a rush. I mean, I'm focused more on a lot of other stuff. And, I, and in general, I don't like the idea of people overpaying for serial numbers loosely related to JPEGs, which may or may not still be hosted on the internet. You solve the hosting part by using IPFS, but it's still you're paying for serial numbers kind of tied to JPEGs. It's stupid. Just you guys buy NFTs? <laughs> so you know what's interesting, what I want to comment about, uh, this number is not verified, but I want to see your feedback. But I've heard that if you take all of the consumers in the NFT market, that number does not surpass 50,000 people. Sure. I, I, could, I could believe that. Yeah? I think it's low. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that accurate. I don't think it's an accurate number. Mm -hmm. But uh, it could be possible, sure. Yeah. But, you know, I heard another funny joke today that all the whales sold NFTs for really high numbers to themselves. Like, you have an NFT. You buy it from yourself for a high number. You could call that shill binning. And then someone else goes, oh, my God, look how much it's worth. And then they buy one. And you're like, stupid noob. You know, like, <clears throat> I just, I believe in efficiency and, and technological breakthroughs. And I don't think that JPEGs add much value to the world. Yeah, it's like really. unsophisticated art in it's a way. It's really bad art. You know, it's like, like art, at least there's something of, it's still highly speculative. It's what is the value of the holder. But at least there's like, hey, 
couple thousand years of like data on right. art and so artists and concepts yep. and things that are actually proven into that mm -hmm. versus a couple of years of like it's art. Rolexes are collectibles, but the difference is I know that anyone in this room can make an NFT project they wanted to, and absolutely no one in this room can make anything remotely close to a Rolex, even if you give them 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just your supply is much more secure in something that is extremely hard to do than it is in making ugly JPEGs. You know, what's interesting too is how many projects I've seen that are actually above the floor mint price right now. Very, very few. I don't I've even seen. know what the floor mid price is. I think the floor is like the lowest price of one of the units. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, well, so if you take a look at the amount of collections selling above whatever the mint price is now currently is very, like, oh, it's the a, mint price. Yeah. Okay. Mint I thought price. you said yeah. mid. Okay. Yeah. The mint price. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure that's a good argument because, like, Bitcoin, imagine if you use that logic for Bitcoin. You're like, oh, I launched it a penny. It'll just always be over that forever. It's just mm -hmm. not. It's not a reasonable metric. Yeah, I think I think like if you really wanted to know whether people lost money or gained money on a thing, you'd have to do a more in-depth analysis looking at where the largest volume of users came in and what price that volume of users paid. There's a more specific term from it. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it, I just don't want to live in a world where a bunch of idiots get rich on something stupid. I'd rather them get rich on something stupid that I made. <laughs> like I don't know it's just like I don't see how I don't think gambling makes the world better but a lot of people make money on it you know I, I don't like I don't actually think wristwatches makes the world better but heck I'm even not massive on my watches so like from a making money perspective everything doesn't have to be like altruistic and like utilitarian and utopian but I'm, I'm pretty sure people are going to lose more money than they make on the monkeys I really just don't believe in the JPEGs, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. it's Warhol or something, but you know, if that's the case, I will just create better art of a very similar vein and dilute their market to shit personally myself. So I've heard, I've heard a lot of people reference NFT market right now, the greater fool theory, you know, it's only valuable <coughs> as the next person willing to pay whatever absurd price for something that they paid less for. I've never liked that argument because that's everything. If you saw the gold at once, it all goes to zero. If you saw the houses at once, it goes to zero. If you saw the crypto at once, it goes to zero. You you always need the next customer to stay alive. You always need the next buyer to to to, to exit your position. The, the, right. That I've always found that greater full argument to be really stupid because, mm -hmm. like, in a stock, you know, where's your yield come from? The next guy buying. Now, it would be different if there was more dividends. If there was more dividends, then the profit of the company would be actually the reason you're getting rich. But dividends are a very, very, very tiny component of the yield that people make in stocks. It is all the next guy buying. Right. And then it's also kind of offensive to call them fools. You know, were you the greater fool when you bought Amazon when it was up 10x? No, it's probably up 1,000x now. Like, were you the greater fool when you bought Hex when it was up, you know, 10x when you saw it? No, it was up 116x and you saw ads in the UK on taxis. Were you an idiot when you bought it? No, it went up another 100x. So, like, you know, I don't like NFTs, but I don't, but it's not. I'm not sure the greater full reason is why I don't like them. I'll tell you why I don't like them. People get bored of games. Yeah. If you have something that has lasting value that people will always continue to keep buying, like the stock market, mm. then your your ability to like not get wrecked is, is a lot stronger because it's, it has that Lindy effect of the longer something has been around, the longer it will be around. And therefore, games, people guaranteed to get bored of them. And I feel that a lot of these meme coins and, and NFT things 
have that game mechanic where people will just get bored because we're designed to get bored of this kind of thing. I just I don't I don't think they're durable long-term investments and, and they don't have a track history of being such or else we'd all be buying crypto kitties because they've been around since 2017 and yeah. marked the top of that cycle and I don't think that they, you know, did that well this cycle. <clears throat> I love that feedback. Um you know who did that reference that said the greater fruit theory? You know who made that reference? I don't it, know. It was Bill Gates. Really? Yeah. So I out of know. everyone who, who deals yeah. with, you know, stocks and, you know, that was right. a great explanation, yeah. great feedback, how you explain yeah. that, because he was the one who said that. That dude has got a lot of money. Yeah. People don't realize how much <laughs> money Bill Gates has. Like, when you have a lot of money, you have to exit your position, and it's very costly to do so, and he exited over a long time into, like, everything. Like, he's got right so much farmland yeah. and so much art and so much, like, everything. So he's just patents on all just, the new technology before like Elon it's out. basically just has stock in like two companies. Yeah. That's I it. I just saw today that Bill Gates has, I think it's three documents of mathematics and everything that Da Vinci was doing for like 30 right. million. Yep. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yep. You know, so he. That's you know, actually he probably pretty cheap, to tell you the truth. Like, yeah. That's a good. Da Vinci stuff, they're not making any more of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not making a toxic Da Vinci where, you know, the. The, the AI goes in and adds green colors randomly to the photos and releases a new collection. They do this in <laughs> NFTs. They just have, they have the AI just mess them up a little bit, and they look relatively similarly as bad as the originals. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I asked some guy, like, how, how well the AI-edited NFT copy collections do, and he's like, oh, maybe 5%, maybe less. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, thought they'd do better. You uh, just came in from Brazil, right? I did, yeah. The um, something I'm interested. We 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 opened up this podcast talking about uh, gay rights and uh, politics. That got that got rid of the audience real quick. Like, <laughs> they came on. The so like, um, but uh, I am like we you know have maybe a few minutes left of the show here. I'm curious even too with the other people in the room. Like uh, some of your take on some of this stuff going on on a geopolitical level. Like one thing uh, in particular just happened. The uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and part of that is we're hiring uh, eighty-seven thousand uh, new IRS agents. So people always talk about like crypto being banned, and obviously, like if you really do a little bit of thinking, it's not going to. How you know you can't just ban across the board, but you could come after people at a at a taxation level at a at a much different way. I'm curious to know like what your take is on just what's happening with that, and just on the bill in general. I don't live in America. <laughs> I don't like living in America. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to. This place is messed up. So it, once again, it all comes down to goods and services. Are those IRS agents creating goods or services that people want? No. It's like when a cop pulls over someone on their way to work. This guy want to go productive. This guy want to get to work. Maybe he want to get to work quicker. What are you doing? You saw the job description? The game. I seen they hired a lot of people for shooting people. I, heard, I know they bought like eight million bullets. Yeah, well, I they, just they saw, they I saw like, a video today. So of they had the, the IRS posted a, the like for one day because I got taken off the next day. But they posted before the bill got passed like a temporary like job application on the website. Just had six major duties. The last three was like maintain a level of physical fitness to be able to defend yourself. The second one was carried and uh, be armed with a weapon at all times. And the third one was be prepared to make assaults and warrants and arrests on people. And there, that was like the three six major responsibilities of the uh, the I, IRS I don't agents think that hire Americans in prison is going to help the revenue base. Probably I don't not. think you're going to collect more revenue off of the incarcerated. And the in the military, the military, the military industrial complex is not good for America. 
go watch uh, Roosevelt's farewell speech when he was president. Go to the part where he talks about the military industrial complex. It's fantastic. It's in black and white, old school. And uh, the prison industrial complex is not good for America. They like repeat business. They like recidivism. They don't want you to get rehabilitated. <clears throat> and the taxation culture. Taxation is not efficient. It's, it's how you lose to other countries. Like, why do people choose to do business in America instead of other countries? We have an advantageous tax base. We tax companies less here. We have better labor law, you know? Well, okay. If you're <laughs> labor, it sucks for you. But if you're the company, you'd rather open a company here than anywhere in Europe. Like in Europe, you know, you pay people to not work. I never understood that. Oh, you're not coming to work? Let me pay you to do that. Why would I pay you to not work? Why don't I just pay you more to work? And then you can save a little bit of that money in vacation if you want. And if you don't, you're just richer. Congrats. I didn't force you to have a vacation. So like America has historically had some advantages, but if they keep doing things like introducing bad regulations or friction, or even, you know, there's, there's hidden benefits to having people not pay tax. So if, if the only thing that was keeping the middle class alive was like cheating the game a little bit, and then you take that away, you might just get straight up revolt. You're like, mm -hmm. all right, the, the, the lower class, they couldn't get it organized, fine. But now you're going to come and kill the middle class. You're going to eliminate the middle class too. So this is going to be rich and, and slaves, basically, wage slaves. We're going to have billionaires. Do you think I already they made don't? it, guys. You're all going to be my slaves. Sorry. Right. <laughs> okay. You, you think been people like, don't know like, that, though? Like, do, like <clears throat> Here's the thing is, it doesn't... The government, when they pass these laws, the people that are in power moving in things in this direction, like, can, can I, I don't think they're, yeah. Not actually a billionaire. Nobody knows how much money I have. There's rumored to be billionaires. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was a rumor. Yeah. Rumor. Do you think, like, it's one of two things, right? Either they're making <laughs> silly decisions or they know exactly what they're doing and they're Who? doing it intentionally. The, the government? Yeah. Half and half. Half stupid, half malicious. Maybe 60, 40 stupid malicious. <laughs> they just, you get a bunch of losers that have never been successful in business to think that now they're going to go fix business. They don't know shit about business. They've never been in it. They don't know shit about economics. They think they're going to fix economics. A bunch of wrecked plebs that can never make it on their own, you're going to put in charge. It doesn't make sense. It's very stupid. I have a lot of ways to fix government. Pay them higher wages. So they're going to hate me for the first thing I said there, but they like to get paid more, so like me again. Right. Pay them higher wages so you get a higher class of person that wants the job. Use a better system to choose them. Use ranked list voting instead of first past the post. When people vote, if I can't get this guy, give me this guy. If I can't get this guy, give me that guy. Give me a list. We'll try and make you happy. Don't give me just one name. If you get just one name, you get the one everybody hates. Half hate, half like. Can't get consensus. You ever get this list, you combine the list, everyone kind of likes them, it's fine. Nobody loves them, everyone kind of likes them, you get consensus. You get a better, mm. better candidate choice. So you get better candidates by paying them more. You get better candidate choice by changing the voting system. And then here's the outrageous one that people won't like, but I think could work. Voting tests. Most people are too stupid to vote. I might not even pass it. How do you know you're good at voting? Have you ever voted before? How'd it work out? The guy suck? Maybe you chose the wrong guy. You know, like if, if you're, if a guy's job is something technical and you're supposed to decide who can do the technical thing better, this guy or that guy, and you don't know anything about the technology, how can you make a good choice? You know, who, who's going to be the better... Uh, you know, person in charge of uh, wheat crop measurement or whatever in the governmental office of whatever. You're like, I don't know nothing about wheat yield, you know? Right. But someone does. There's people that do know about that. And if we let them make that decision instead of diluting it with all the idiots that had no absolutely nothing, 
the, the coin toss guys, right? So like if we have less coin toss guys and more actually useful educated people. Like if you're getting surgery, you're like, oh, let's let's put it to a vote. Which which knife we should we use? You're dead, man. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it. Right. We need experts to make expert decisions. It's kind of like having a board. You know, it's like you have a people, a no. group of people that have higher level right. understanding that can make decisions versus like, hey, we have a hundred thousand companies. Let's just do a vote of a hundred thousand and right. whatever the end of comes. It's yeah. like, well, you might want people that understand the business at a high level, making directional decisions. You want to you want to cut hair? You need a license. You want to drive a car? You need a license. You want to do electrical work? You need a license. You want to do air conditioning work? You need a license. You want to f- screw up the democracy? No license needed. It's stupid. We got licenses for everything. Now, look, maybe I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of these licenses. I'm like, you know, socially liberal, fiscally conservative. You know, I, I like people to have as much freedom as I can give them. Um, I just, a lot of people vote against their own interests. It's terrible. I don't understand it. And, th- and this whole, like, embracing socialism and communism as though that stuff works, it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. Socialism works for needs. It doesn't work for wants. It's like you should have public education. You should have public health care. Those things are proven to work. They get... Better health outcomes for the lower costs everywhere that's been done. But other stuff, man, like just <laughs> make everyone earn the same wage, that does not work. Look what that, like right now in America, there's help wanted signs everywhere, and yet no one can afford anything. And you're like, well, what's up here? I don't know. Like, the jobs just don't pay nothing, so it's help wanted, but no one wants the job because it doesn't pay anything. Or is it that people got stimulus checks and they're just like, screw it, I'm getting paid, I don't need to work? I don't know. I don't think stimulus checks are big enough to cause that, but. Right. It's a little weird. I never seen so many help wanted signs. Everywhere. Every store. Help wanted signs. Right. What do you think about weed? I don't <laughs> mess with it. It makes me stupid. What do you think about mushrooms? I don't mess with it. It's random. What it, if it works out better, I'll think I'm smarter, but I'm not. But I'll think I am. But if it works out wrong, I have psychosis for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's too high risk, high reward. If I, maybe if I suck tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, try it. It could be cool. Maybe I'll end up better. Like electroshock therapy, you know? Like, let's jiggle it up and hope it turns out better again. It does for some people if you mess up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't mean to be mean. It sounds like you might no, like, I like that. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you might like it. Yeah. This is. I don't want to risk it, man. Like, you know, my mom was crazy. Like, she has schizophrenia. So for me, I don't want to get there. You yeah. know. And I think people that have like family. Do you drink alcohol? If you have pre, yeah. yeah. If you have pre just dispositions yeah. to it, it can cause. I drink alcohol, but I try not to. Just mostly to get laid. Like, basically, like if my friends like force me to, or if a chick forces me to. It tastes terrible, makes you slow, stupid, stinky. Right. Face looks stupid. So where's drug? Yeah, you're like, oh, true. Yep. So I'd do it just because I need it. I don't need it, but like other people need it socially or whatever. Instead of just arguing like, oh, why didn't you drink? I'm try- I could try a new experiment, just tell people like I'm a recovered alcoholic. <laughs> then they can be like, well, you know, obviously you can't make really me drink then, right? Like maybe that's the way. And then you seem cool too. You have like a cool story. I don't know. Well, the funny thing is you have to have a reason to not drink like always. Right. Like you can't just yeah. be like, no, I'm good. It tastes it's bad. like, well, what's wrong? And they're like, yeah, did you like, it's, it's, like, it's yeah. like, uh, you have a problem with alcohol, don't you? It's like, uh, no, I just didn't want to. What's like fun for you? Like, like if you girls, like, other than that, is there anything else fun? Winning? I mean, I used to play, I was addicted to playing games for 10 years. Like, I, agree, I, agree I like music. It. I like dancing. I like, you know, you know, I don't smoke, drink or do any drugs. Yeah. And my answer is his answer. It's girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're good enough for me, bro. I'm, I'm a big way. fan. Make my heart race, get all smiley and giggly. (laughs) I'm great, man. Like, basically, people want to change the way their state, their mental state. We do it with horror movies, we do it with comedies, we do it with drugs, we do it with breathing, we do it, you know, with physical activity. There's a lot of ways to get there, you know. There's not just one map, there's not just one path. 
I mean, like, and I know dudes, they smoke, and they used to be smarter and they're less smart now, but they don't realize it because they, they, their ability to measure themselves was reduced as well. Right. And then I'm, I don't know how to break it to them. Like, I don't know, man. You're less sharp now, you know? Like, I can it myself. Like, I'm hung, if I'm hungover the next day, I'm stupider for real. Yeah, no. I'm way stupider. Like, I just, brain don't work right. Brain fog. Yeah. yeah. There's no way to live. Yeah, like well, you said, drugs are spiritual tools. beliefs. I think that you're going to be able to find a lot of different people that can make you happy. There's no soulmate. That's not a thing. That's a rumor. There's a million people you have a great relationship with. Uh-huh. I think relationships have timers on them. So within six six years, they're dead. Reason for that is because you're supposed to create new people with new partners. We create, we have sex, boy and girl, to create variety. Some people don't. Trees, jellyfish, they make copies. They're clonal. Us, we have sex, we create variety. That's how, like, the fastest man in the world's parents aren't fastest people in the world. That mutation, that variety, allowed that greatness to come. And so what else would create more variety, more greatness? Well, new partner. And once you get that new partner, when your kids are old enough to survive on their own, which is about seven years old, historically, way back when. So a lot of people's relationships die at six, fight to save until seven, call it dead at seven. They mark that down as like, everything's really dead at seven, but it's actually dead at six. Because I've got good relationship skills, I'm able to get them to go eight, but they were still dead, you know? Like, they sucked. Did that twice. So, what else? There isn't actually God, but you get profit from believing there is. It's easier for you to work with other people and combine, get synergy. You get a bunch of people to collect under any ideal, they outperform the people that didn't collect. And so people collect behind anything, sports team, music group, uh, nation, city, state, family, gang, tribe. They, we have all different levels of collectivity. So, so do you believe in a higher power if you don't believe in God? I think the closest thing we have to a higher power is... Like a the, supernatural. Like, do you believe in a the, supernatural? The system that generated us is so complex and, and wondrous that we barely understand it at all. Like, we're still discovering, like, we've got, like, new cells we didn't know existed. Like, oh, didn't know that. Like mRNA, like we didn't know that existed until like 20 years ago. Like, right. Ooh, we got a whole different thing in there. We just discovered a new jaw muscle like a month ago or two months ago. Like, oh yeah, there's this other jaw muscle right here. We didn't know, we didn't recognize it was there. All these years we've been cutting up cadavers. They never realized that there was this one muscle that was different. It was like an extra different muscle in the jaw. This we're like we're retarded. Like we don't know much about. It. So basically, that's magic. You know what I mean? I don't need some old dude with a beard counting how many times I jerk off. Like that's not magic to me. All this other stuff is actually magic, right? Like, like isn't it weird that the chemicals that get you high, they also perform roles in the plants? Like you're related to plants. Like what makes you alive and what makes the plant alive? Some of those chemicals just work across the like. It doesn't matter that you're it's in a different kingdom of life that some of those chemicals work like plants release chemicals to protect themselves from stuff and then if you eat those it helps you protect yourself from stuff because you're both alive or whatever so there's no like there's no god there's no karma unless you believe there is and if you believe there is then there is karma for you because you'll make it happen to yourself there's a lot you, you should if you like if you actually like the answers to these questions i wrote books on this so you know t.me slash sidevive Chapter two, I believe, is, well, chapter three, mind, body, spirit. Three, the spirit section has got, like, all this stuff, right? Like, whoever sets your bias first is going to affect you for the rest of your life. And then there's, like, some people are adventurous and some people are, like, conservative. And then that chooses what religion they're going to be in. But they're both okay paths. It's just, like, how long should you go down a path before you realize it sucks and switch? And so, like, how long you'll stay in a path? Or, or how loyal should you be? Like, how bad should you let people treat you? You can do it different ways. They all work, you know? And so you end up libertarian or conservative or polygamous or like, there's like... 
<laughs> this is a deep question. Yeah, <laughs> it's a deep question, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. This is good. But they're good, 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 good short answers. And these are good short yeah. answers, yeah. Hey, gents, it's been a pleasure. Richard, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, we've covered a, quite a the variety of, uh, of topics. People want to connect with you, they can check you out yeah, on the website, right? Go to twitter.com slash richardhartwin. Instagram.com slash richardhartwin. Yeah, we're trying to build Instagram. Instagram.com slash richardhartwin. And uh, Telegram. I live on Telegram. Yeah, TikTok? I got to make a TikTok, bro. ASAP. Yeah, ASAP. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, ah, dude, ah, I can't. Ah, I, I've been have people tell me for years, bro. That's a platform you'll do so well. On. Most like, engaging platform out of all of them. Right. I'm gonna learn to love it, bro. I gotta yeah, take exactly. it to the next yeah, level. Yeah. So yeah, and, and look, man, hex.com, paulshane.com, hex is on like sale, ninety percent off. Paulshex.com, paulshane.com. We gotta wait for the main net and check it out, man. Like I'm here to save you guys. My cup's full. I want your cups to be full. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank you, special guests, for joining. And, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, See Andrew. you soon. See you guys soon.